Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to another edition of the Half Hour Fan Podcast. I'm your host Peter. Joined once again after an international break with Tom and Donny. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. How are you, Donny? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Okay, so cover a couple of housekeeping first. The Epifest Royal Rumble is ongoing. There is two game weeks left. Our very own Tom is currently sitting top of the table. I believe if I check quickly, how many points are you clear, Tom? You are. 10 points clear of Scott Prem Fantasy with two game weeks to go, so every chance you could win it, every chance you could lose it. Also, the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup is open live, so if you were interested in the final cup of the season, drop me a DM or reply to the tweet, you'll see it on my tweets. And we'll get 34 names, I'm going to quickly shout you all out. If you've, if you don't hear your name, you've already texted me, please text me again, because I, uh, I lost some of the stuff when I was away the weekend, so it's Myself, Tom, Donny, Hugh for the Caravan, Fitlapod John, Fitlapod Scobie, Chris Norwood, Ash Nairn, Blades Attack, Cami37, Josh Mack05, Melvino, Apshank, FPL General, Scott, Prem Fantasy, Andrew M. Hunzalum, after his name, Scoosh2605, Barracuda, Pied92, Andy Penman, John Easton, Craig Don32, URFC83, Sutty Show, Trick Sunny, Gavin, numbers after his name again, Meadowbank, THFC, CI underscore AB3, Bill Hadaway, Theon, numbers after his name, Smith, 67 Aiden, and then the Hoofball, Bod, Lads, Ben, Hamish, and Hugh. So that's 34 names. I'm not doing that again next week. That's just a one-off. <laughs> if, <laughs> so two weeks, it'll be shut and shop after the Royal Cup stops. So if you're interested, get me going. There's 34 names there. We'll probably try to get at 64. Probably stop at that, so it makes it nice and easy. Unless I'm a mad rush at the end, and we'll take it from there. Right, over to Elite Top 3. There is one change. Our very own Dory, you slipped into third place there now. You are up to third with 1949 overall. E6 Hammer still sits in second, 1978 overall. And Melvin sits top of the league at 1995. So we'll go to the big league now and we'll take our score and rank for the week. And Dory, I'll come to you first. Okay, so my score for the week was 75. That was George and Goals for one, Strain for three, Captain Tav 32, Vickers for four, Tillman six, O'Hara nine, Armstrong two, Jota 12, 
Trolak 2, Mielski 1, and Vice Captain Kyogo 3. So that was a total of 75. Takes my global score to 1961, which put me up two places to 33rd. Cool. Right, I was next. I took it this week. I had a total score of 74. Sorry, 72, so minus 4 at 68. My rank was dropped 3 to 30th, and the scores were as follows. Clark and Gold for 1, Strain 3, Captain Tar 32, Fish 3, Kingsley in kind of weird situation where he came off the bench after the goals were scored to get a kind of clean sheet 6, Kelly 1, Jota 12, Campbell 8, Hatati 1, Kolak 2, Furuhashi 3, and I managed to avoid the Ewan minus 2 on the bench. So, over you, Tom. Um, so I got 79 points, but I did take a minus four. Uh, I had George in goals for one, uh, Captain Tab 32, Smith for two, Kingsley for six, and Devlin for 11. In midfield, I had Kelly for one, Yota for 12, and Itate for one. And up front, I had Cholak for two, Sakala for eight, and Kyogo, vice-captain, uh, three points. Cool. So it was a way back, but the results were as follows. We had the early kickoff was Motherwell 2, Rangers 4, game of the week. Livingston 2, Ross County 1, Kilmarnock 1, St Johnson 1, Dungeon United 1, St Mirren 1, Celtic 3, Hibernian 1, and then Aberdeen 3, Hearts 0. So over to you, Tom, for a quick round-up and then the top 10. Um, so first picture, we've got Motherwell 2, Rangers 4, uh, Motherwell, it was a goal from Van Veen and Mugabe, and it was Johnson that assisted the Van Veen goal. For Rangers, uh, it was Tav, uh, Sakala with a Tav assist, Cantwell and Tilman with a Morelos assist, um, and also uh, Slattery got a red card uh, at Motherwell. I'll start off with Motherwell first. Uh, I think Van Veen uh, has to be back in our, our minds for consideration, uh, particularly post-split if the, if the finished bottom half has been, been scoring recently. Um, and also Spittle, who we've kind of championed previously on the pod. Um, he was quite quiet in this game, so um, a bit concerning there as well. Um, obviously, Barisic wasn't present in the uh, Rangers' back line. I don't know if that has an impact. Um, Donny can give us a bit more information about that. <laughs> obviously, Barisic wasn't in the squad. We did mention on the pod last time that that was a strong possibility given the, the pending birth of his son, so... Um, Keep listening for, for more content like that. Uh, no Rangers clean sheet, but um, the always captain Tav mantra uh, rung true again. So those that didn't were, were obviously punished with his uh, 32 points. Uh, Cholak never got any returns this game week. Um, he did miss two big chances. Uh, Sakal Gold, um I went with the, with both up front and it, a bit risky, but it did, it did kind of pay off. I'm just kind of wondering... Um, who I would get rid of out of Sakala and Cholak going forward. Cholak might be uh, the one to go. Um, we've seen some pictures of Morelos in the gym last week, so he's obviously um, making a big show of the, the fact that he's trying to get back into form and break into the starting 11 again. Um, so I wonder who would make way for, for Morelos if he actually managed to, to, to do that. So I'll come to you, Donny, first, and you can shed a bit more light on this one. <laughs> well... Casting my mind back, I had a stinking hangover this day, and this was the lunchtime kickoff. And going one nil down after three minutes did not help whatsoever. Um, so yeah, typical Rangers performance. Uh, lose the early goal, come back into the game, and what's up? I suppose was unusual was they, they lost another goal um, at two two. But again, it was solid. I mean, you look at our away performances since Beale came in. 
Uh, we won every single game um, at pretty much every single away ground. So, um, can't have any complaints there. Uh, Captain Tav, absolutely. You can't really deviate from that. Uh, no matter how uh, many goals Rangers lose, he's always going to be that attacking threat. Uh, in terms of Barisic update, um, I can't remember when the baby was born, but they did have their boy and everything was good there. He was in the Croatia team. He was on the subs bench. Um, so he'd be ready to play if needed this weekend. Uh, whether they decide to go with him or not, um, I can't really comment. I've not heard anything uh, so far. But a good all-round performance from Rangers. Losing a couple of goals just seems to be the way at the moment. But I suppose Celtic are, are the same right now. Uh, in terms of your assets, I think Tillman was on the bench this game and he came off and scored. I got points there. Uh, and Van Veen... Uh, it's, it's all going to be the same names um, I was impressed by your Sakala uh, Cholak double up if I was to flip a coin I would probably keep Sakala I think just looking at the fixtures certainly with the old firm in mind he plays he plays quite well against Celtic and I don't think Cholak is the ideal striker for that type of game um, so I'll have to wait and see I wasn't really impressed with Miofsky and that was the transfer I made <laughs> And was Morelos out for uh, not me uh, for Cholak? Uh, that was a transfer I made and ended up losing points because Morelos got an assist. But uh, a good performance, uh, a relatively easy fixture this weekend. Dundee United uh, should see some good returns from all the usual names there. Yep, Pierre. Uh, Motherwell, I thought Motherwell did look pretty good. I think there's the team you, you can still bank on now. Uh, you mentioned bottom six. Tom, I think they're eight points off it with four games to go, so they would need to win you've got to admit, you've got to win all the four games and hope the teams above them don't collect points to stop them at the top six so I think you can safely say they'll probably be in the bottom six if you want to start moving around that way. Uh, Rangers again yep, I'd had the Cantwell move and obviously off of Barisic to Kolak, so it didn't work out that way but I wouldn't be jumping off Kolak this week because I think it's the kind of fixture they could go nuts in or Dungeon to home and Rangers play the way they played that with a kind of fast attack football. Don't need to look doomed. I think Clock will still start. It'd be interesting to see, as Don mentioned, about getting to the Celtic Rangers game because obviously Morales is more a handful. But is he yeah. anything one, one foot out the door and can he be trusted in these games where he might just stick with Kolak or try something different? So it's something to keep an eye on going forward, I think. I think he's been linked heavily with is it Galatasaray this week, Donnie? Contract changes every week, but yeah, yeah. I don't think he's I don't think he's a new contract, but that went he's gone. So I'd, yeah. I think if you're Beale, he's going to be going on. Players are going to be staying here. I think that's the reason. But it's what to watch. He has been quite uh, impressive off the bench, mind you. So he has he has returned. So we get the other team news. So it's one to watch. And yep. they're quite leaky at the back. The same as Celtic. So I probably wouldn't move back to double up. I think I'll just stay off balance. I'd stick to Tav. And there's plenty of assets left. Tillman's back in the team. Catmull scored his first goal and. And there's players there who can return, and it only takes one goal to stop a defence return. So, uh, that's the way I would look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, we've got Aberdeen 3, Hearts 0. Um, Duke got a brace. Uh, one of the goals was assisted by Pollock, who also scored himself with an assist from Clarkson, um, who we've mentioned in the past. It's kind of ticking along quite nicely. Um, this fixture was battle of the third and fourth place in the league. Hearts are on 45 points, Aberdeen with 41. I'm not too sure what's happened here, though. It's a bit too soon for, for Hearts to be on the beach at this stage of this, the season. Um, and it's also kind of mad to think that Aberdeen are fourth, given how poor a form they had under Goodwin. But 
But there you go. Um, Duke cemented his place as the striker choice at Aberdeen, I think. Uh, in this game, he had four shots on target, um, whereas Miofsky, um didn't have any shots at all. So Duke's the man for the goals there. Um, another assist for Claxon, as we mentioned, ticking along quite nicely. And Pollock, he did get a goal. He also hit the woodwork as well. Uh, he might be an option. Um, obviously, last week we talked about um, going for punts if you're trying to make some ground in your, your, your mini leagues. Now is the time to try and do it before things do start to get a bit template. Aberdeen do face St. Johnston, Kilmarnock and Ross County next. So even if he's not getting attacking returns, there is the potential for, for clean sheets there as well. Uh, Hearts had no shots on target in this game. Um, we kind of thought on the last pod that Shanklin um, would be out injured, but he did start. Um, or maybe he's still hindered by the injury because he didn't really do too much. Um, me and Peter got a bit jammy with the, the Kingsley clean sheet. Uh, he did play 60-plus minutes and no goals were conceded in that time. So I kind of forgot about it and then noticed at the end, but it was it was quite pleasing to see. Um, and given his impact in, in the game, hopefully he's going to start um, games going forward as well. So something to, to, to keep an eye on there. Uh, Peter, I'll come to you first this time. Hey, Aberdeen, yep, they looked pretty good under Robson again. I believe it's going to drop out by the day tomorrow. He's going to get the job to the end of the season anyway. So I'd expect Aberdeen to be worth a player or two at the end of the season. Just the usual names you mentioned there, Tom. I like, I mean, is it the boy McDonald at the back? I think he's pretty cheap. Yeah, cheap way into the defence. What are you going there? Clarks was taking over nicely, but I think Duke's a standout yeah, up front. I, I think he's looking all every bit of class. I don't, won't, I don't be playing Scotland next year unless he seems to want to be too. I think he'll be off screen somewhere. He's a pretty good. He's looking, he's, he's every week I see him, he looks better and better. He's a potential move for me soon, maybe, just to have him sitting on the bench as a third striker for the bench trick. Uh, with Hearts, I mean, I've still got Clark and Kingsley, which we used quite jammily there, but I've really no interest going forward. I think they're going to just kind of scrape to third, and there'll probably be a lot of Hearts fans demanding Nielsen gets replaced in the summer for somebody different because his style of football is quite poor. Uh, no wild card left, so... If I was aimed, I would be rushing to get Hearts players in. Kingsley's probably the only one I went for because it was so cheap and it was on three kicks. And like you say, Tom Dyself, no, no, well, Dyself good for I suppose, because he came on and he kept the kind of clean sheet for the last 60 minutes. So I imagine he'd be starting going forward. They'd actually look for that game. Yep. Tony, anything to add there? No, I thought this was probably the most surprising result um, of the game week uh, in so much that. Aberdeen just steamrolled Hearts you know, 3-0 after half an hour. The game was done, and we've talked so much about how Hearts have been comfortably the third-best team. I don't think you can say that anymore. I think Hibs are uh, hot on their tail, and Aberdeen are on uh, this decent run, playing with confidence. So it's certainly all to play for. Um, I'll give the Miofsky owners some ray of hope, because I'm in that camp at the moment. He did score um, for North Macedonia. Quite a well-taken goal as well, so um, hopefully that spurs him on because uh, I can't really <laughs> afford to get rid of him. And I've got bigger holes in my team, so um, don't don't be put off if you've still got him. He's on penalties and he is always a threat, but definitely Duke um, is is the man in form at the moment. So yeah, all the names that you mentioned um, wouldn't go amiss there. I think Aberdeen defensively could be a good shout over the next few game weeks. 
and that's possibly one of the changes I'll be looking at. I felt cheated with the the Kingsley substitution, (laughs) (laughs) but that's the rules. Um, That's the rules. rules. I think if I'd gone the other way, I would have quite happily taken, but to be 3-0 down and get a clean sheet, um, uh, (laughs) I'm not really sure, but that's just the way it goes. I think I've only got Cochrane in my team for Hearts. He's the type of player that I'll just use as bench trick fodder because they're so hot and cold. They've got Hibs in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure. They, they, they do need a good turnaround. They probably do need a change of management and just a freshen up because they've got a good squad there. Um, they've maybe just gone a bit stale and took things too easy. But Aberdeen, hot property right now and good fixtures. So, yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Um, next fixture, we have Celtic 3, Hibs 1. Uh, for Celtic, it was a Yota penalty. Uh, o scored with an assist from Turnbull. And Haksabanovic also scored with an assist from Turnbull. For Hibs, it was uh, Josh Campbell that scored the penalty. Hibs actually, actually opened the scoring. There was a, a handball in the box. And um, Josh Campbell's on penalties and also very, very cheap. So it um, could be an option going forward there. Um, Ellie Ewan got the red card. So not too good for his owners. Um, it did take to the second half for Selic to, to score. Um, Moy's out injured, Juranovic is gone, so it seems that Yacht is on penalties, so just another reason to, to have him, really. Um, him and Kyogo seem to be the, definitely the, the essential two. Uh, the other two goals were scored by two subs, uh, Owen Haksabanovic and Turnbull also um, is, a, is a sub, but he does contribute quite a bit towards the end of games, but um, given that they're not guaranteed starts, I think it's a bit risky going with it with any of those three. Uh, Kyogo, a little bit off the boil, missed two big chances. Um, but again, he's, he's too dangerous not to own. Um, Selig did struggle in this game. It did take a while to, to, to break Hibs down, but um, we do have an international break, so hopefully it's a chance for, for players to get a rest and, and come back uh, fighting fit. It was kind of it was kind of like similar to the St Mirren game where they, did, they struggled to, to break down St Mirren as well. Um, I'm not too sure about Hibs now. I think the purple patch has been and gone. Uh, I think they're going to struggle without Ewan. But uh, one, one, one to keep an eye on there. Um, I, I've got Egan Riley, so I think I'll perhaps be looking at getting rid of him. <laughs> uh, Donnie, I'll come to you first this time. Uh, so Celtic going 1-0 down early on. Um, I've got Celtic defence. That was a bit upsetting, but... Luckily for me, it was Carter Vickers, and he won the penalty, so I at least got some returns there. Um, I mean, I think we could all agree it was never a red card uh, for uh, Ewan. Soft, soft. Um, yeah, if anything, he's been fouled, um, but that's just the way it goes. You know. Big teams get the big shouts, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's the second game in a row that Celtic have gone behind and left it late to get a result. Um, but that's what, you know, teams at the top of the league do, they just grind it out and keep pushing forward outside of the names that we've already mentioned you know, Jota, Kyogo uh, maybe a Celtic defender I probably wouldn't look elsewhere you, you know, you're going to go with likes of O or Turnbull, Haksavanovic you're going to have to be prepared to watch these guys come off the bench and, and maybe not get any returns at all. I don't have any Hibs, would I be prepared to look at them? Maybe uh, I think they do offer value, maybe not as down on them as you Tom, but um Again, they've got hearts in a couple of weeks. That can always be a, a risky fixture. And Nisbet must be in and around the squad. Is he, is he not? 
Um, so that's always, yeah, that's always an option up front. But yeah, a good win and a grind out performance from Celtic, keeping that nine point gap. Peter, anything to add there? Donnie says regretted teeth. I agree, Donnie. I think it's not a penalty. That was one of his crazy VR decisions with that. If he didn't tell me watching the game, I'd have been, well, there's Carter filled him there. And then to see him get a yellow card set off. And yeah. after the three checks it to I just I don't get the VR sometimes, it's weird. And more on up on Hibs like Donnie as well. I think Hibs came a game plan along it all it was the dark arts and wasting time. But they did they have improved over the last couple of months, I think. I think they're going to push Hartsman for a position. I've got Yoon, so he'll be the bench trick this week unless I decide to move him. And Fish at the back is also another bench trick player in case he comes on, he's really cheap. The Celtic, you didn't mention Hatati also pulled up Tomlin's officer, so another player to be missing. There's been no news on him yet, so I don't know. I would keep your eyes on the, the pressers this week because I'm sure Andrew got asked on it before the game. And if he's not playing, obviously there's a, a move to somewhere else for another Celtic player. Uh, it was one of the games that was really, really poor to watch. I rushed back to the cavern to get in time to watch this game, and I wish I hadn't. It was a bit of poke my eyes It was just a telling game of football. Got there in the end, but I suppose this is the game, as Tony mentioned. They just, he, he, if you're going to be title challenging, you're going to win league, you're going to have these games just quite kind of just grind through it and go to the next week. Three, was it three points up the road? Kind of thing, that's it. But apart from that, usual names, Celtic defence doesn't really offer me great value. They keep on losing the odd goal. And who, who have we got this week? In the top of their head. Ross County away. Ross County, yeah. I mean, so I still haven't surprised me if they won there three one. That'd be one of the games a game where they lost a goal. So mm. uh, I'm anxious to try and test it. Jota, Furahashi, Moise would be the player I did kind of agree with the third best, but then he's injured or not. I don't know if he gets sent home to Australia, did he? stayed at home. So again, keep adding the pressers if, if you still want to go with third Celtic asset. But you sort of wiggle them to move if the ones you want come back. That's it. Yeah. Um, not a lot to report with other three fixtures, but we'll we'll work through them. Uh, Dundee United one, Saint Mirren one. Uh, for Dundee United, it was Stephen Fletcher. Um, for Saint Mirren, it was O'Hara, um, who's on penalties and he, he scored the penalty there. It was O'Hara. He was the only player to get more than a single shot on target with two, and it was Curtis Main that won the penalty. Uh, quiet game for Strain. We've we've been big fans of Strain on the podcast, um, given um, his potential returns at both ends of the pitch. Uh, for myself, I was a bit annoyed that Dundee United conceded um, as a Liam Smith owner, but but there we go. Um, I don't think I'd be rushing towards any any more United assets. Um, Fletcher probably seems to, to be the only outlet for goals, and they seem to be few and far between just now, so uh, not too keen there. Uh, for St Mirren, uh, they have conceded the last three games, and they're not really showing a lot going forward. Um, seem to be reliant on penalties, things like that. Um, so I've I've kind of went cold a little bit on Saint Mirren. I got I got, did get rid of Strain on the wild card, and I, I'm not really rushing to to, to get him back. Um, they've got Livingston next, and then then Hearts, um, and they also face Rangers as well in, in the next four before the split. So um, yeah, went a bit cold on Saint Mirren. Uh, Donny, how are you feeling on on the Saint Mirren guys? Uh, well, I've got O'Hara. Just kept him in my squad from the the previous big double game week so he sticked over he got nine points there uh, and I've got strain as well I'm happy to keep them and eventually move out on them 
Um, I'm in Dundee United. We've probably said for weeks now they play Rangers this weekend. So fingers crossed they don't get anything there. But they're just very, very poor. Um, I can't see them uh, getting out of that bottom spot now. Um, good number of points behind. So um, I think if St. Menon can beat Livingston, they'll leapfrog them into sixth. It's, you're kind of hedging your bets with them finishing the bottom six. They'll probably be better value um, if they do finish bottom six. If they finish top six, then it's going to be a team to target. Um, but nah, there's not much in, in, in either team. If you've got your cement assets, unless you've got um, plenty of transfers, just hold on to them. They're the kind of team that will come good every two or three game weeks, uh, you know, maybe due a result soon. Mm-hmm. Peter, anything to add there? Yeah, I can pretty much agree with what Donny said there. The Livingston and St Mirren, as they say, they're playing each other six, six or seven. So, whether team out of them finished seventh in the bottom, then that's the team you probably want to have because they're going to be a lot of better teams around about them. And whether team finishes top of them, two teams of teams probably target fixers because they're going to be poor on the teams above them. So, it's just a week-to-week basis. Watch. I've got strain. Happy to use a best trick, hold him. Maybe playing the fixer looks good. I've got two Livingston players, but Kelly seems to be the midfield. Kelly seems to be having minimal game time, so I think that's probably a transfer out this week, or if not, based in next week. But yeah, if you've got them, just maybe just use a best trick. I wouldn't be rushing out. I'm sure people get fires here and there, but just watch game time. Like Kelly at the back for Livingston's not getting as much game time either, so you just need to keep an eye on what players are playing, players are not playing, and get them out. And may sit in I don't really fancy anybody apart from Stranger because Strain offers so much attacking threat. But if they do keep a clean sheet, and then he can also get assist and in double figures, so that's the reason I keep him in my team. That's it. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yep. Uh, next one, uh, Kilmarnock won, St. Johnston won. Uh, for Kilmarnock, it was Joe Wright with an assist from Jordan Jones. And for St. Johnston, it was uh, Dre Wright that scored. Um, Joe Wright, another defender uh, at Kilmarnock scoring. Last week, it was uh, Dorset. Um, so it might be Mayo next game week, so keep an eye on that. Um, both teams, they don't really have any consistent returners here. Um, for Kilmarnock, there's no Ash Taylor. Danny Armstrong hasn't returned there. Um, they're not really getting any clean sheets. So I think both are, both are hard to avoid for me. Peter, can I attempt you any Kilmarnock or St. Johnston? No, <laughs> I'll avoid both teams. Uh, it's just one of one. You just wait. I mentioned the last podcast. I'll, I'm not interested. I wait to the bottom six. See the split terms, fixtures. Them get three home, rather to two away, and them are in danger. And then maybe take a punt and one to see if they get themselves out. Otherwise, not. I think there's better assets elsewhere to go for. I would be interested in bringing them in. No, Tony, anything to add there? No, nothing whatsoever. Both teams hard avoid. Move on. Uh, next fixture then and the final one we have Livingston 2 Ross County 1 for Livingston it was Nubli that scored with an assist from Penn Rice and Devlin scored the second goal with an assist from Pittman Um, for Ross County it was Simon Murray the substitute that scored Uh, Devlin uh, his haul was well deserved he had four shots on target in this game um, and it was a shame they never had a a clean sheet Uh, they do have a very, very nice run up until the split uh, they've got St Mirren, Motherwell, St Johnston and Dundee United. So plenty of opportunities for, for clean sheets there and, and Devlin won't be going anywhere from, from my team. Um, I'll probably stick with George in goals as well, um, given the nice run. Uh, the Bradley punt from last week never worked out, um, but you know, never mind. Um, other than Devlin, I'd probably say there's not really any consistent returners. I think any other sort of Livingston assets um, are probably a bit, a, a bit of a gamble. Um, and I think Ross County are a, much like St. Johnston and Kilmarnock, they're, they're a hard avoid just now. Donny, anything to add there? Yeah, there's probably a lot of teams have still got uh, the Kelly double up, um, defence and midfield. If you do, you want to try and get out of that. I think uh, Sean Kelly's injured, um, and I'm not sure about Stephen Kelly, but I've got Sean Kelly uh, in my team. That's the first uh, move that I want to make this weekend. Devlin is a good shout. Um, he's always been an attacking threat in the game and you know they will get a clean sheet um, I imagine out of one of those remaining fixtures. I just prefer Aberdeen defensively um, and the style that they're playing uh, for, for that move. But they've still got value. Ross County, again they can put together a run and then put together a bad run. They were going well no, they're not. They're in a relegation dogfight. There's nothing there that I fancy. Um, so it's an avoid. Yep. Peter, anything to add to that? Avoid Ross County. Uh, Livingston, there was your win after three or four game weeks. They come back and get one. So if you held the assets, kept the bench, you've done well. Again, we'll only say to probably have another one of them in them before the end of the season. Nothing really excites me either way. Devlin, because he's captain. Devlin's a captain, isn't he? Yeah. And he plays fullback, so. so a bit of a no brainer he's going to play most weeks. Any other one you're kind of taking a punt with. Nubly, okay, he's but there's, we mentioned 
other strikers you can play this week at a much better value. Van Veen, Kolak, Duke, Kyogo. I mean, you're going to have players there. Who do you who do you leave out? You don't. So, no grand gesture apart from maybe one or two Livingston players. Yep. Um, we'll just round off then with the top 10. Um, coming in at first um, was Matty Pollock, uh, the Aberdeen defender with 17 points. Uh, Tav got 16 points. Duke also got 16. Uh, Joe Wright, uh, Kilmarnock got 12. Uh, the defender, as we mentioned. Uh, Yorta got 12. Turnbull, 11. Devlin, 11. Uh, Nubly, 10. Fletcher got 10 points. And O'Hara, 9 points, which gives us no goalkeepers. Um, which is pretty consistent this season. Uh, four defenders, three mids, and three forwards. Uh, any standouts there, Peter? Anything obvious? Nah, usual names. Devlin was the one that kind of returned, but nah, nothing pretty much. Usual ones stand out, Tav, whatever. That's not much to add. <laughs> Get to that stage of the no. season now. Get to that stage of the yeah. season. <laughs> Donnie? Uh, no, same, same as Peter. A lot of the usual names. I mean, if you've got Duke and uh, Devlin, if you've got a combo, a couple of combos of these guys, uh, then you're going to do well. I think I got three, but uh, Jot and Tab, everyone else has got, so it's it's hard to change rank. And um, that's the case. So it's it's really going to have to be a, a scoring defender every couple of game weeks that uh, might help. So, no, that was good. Okay. Over to you, Donnie, for Donnie's dive. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, yes, uh, so I had this player penned in um, for the previous game week, but there's so many games to talk about, I just rolled it over. So the differential, just to remind people what this one's all about, is to identify a player that is currently low on ownership, uh, possibly in form and potentially being overlooked. It is only a recommendation. Uh, I've got a bad record um, over the course of the season, a couple of times. Um, they've stunk the place up. So this week's one is 1.2% owned. That makes them the 196th top owned player. And looking at the names around them, I didn't recognise anyone. So it's all your bench fodder players. So there is a potential bargain with this player. Uh, this might be the biggest clue, but he's played seven games this season. Um, at an average of 74.1 minutes. And he has 39 points at an average of five points, five point six points per game. That's not as easy to say as it looks. Um, he's returned one goal, one assist, and eight bonus points. And his current price is five point nine million. So, any guesses, Peter? Five point nine. Seven games, you said. Seven games, yeah. So, for that price, I think he's a striker. Okay. You're not giving away your good poker face. Five point nine. No idea. <laughs> okay, no problem. Tom, any clues there that you were able to recognise? Hak Sabanovic, maybe? Maybe a premium mid rather than a striker? Hell no. Not, look, not looking at Celtic players come away. Um, <laughs> so, it, it, uh, on that note, it is a Rangers player. Does that help any? Sakala. Not Sakala. No, he's played more games. Can't, well... Just the way I say, Peter's actually got him in his team. DCI, so. Cantwell, we're on place. So, so the differential this week is Todd Cantwell. So it was a January signing from Norwich, uh, which is why he's only played the, the seven games. Um, and for me, he's starting to find his feet now in Scottish football. He was controversially left out of the League Cup final, which I think um, was a mistake, but um, he is starting to come on to a game. 
as a Bale signing, I think you can see him play every game now between uh, now and the end of the season. So his minutes, you should be fine. I guess the only downside is that he's competing with the Tillman owners. So when I wrote this a couple of weeks ago, Tillman was you know still out injured, and I thought it was a, a good one. Um, Tillman will be fighting fit. I mean, he came off the bench and scored, so it is a direct um, comparison. Uh, if you don't have Tillman, then you might want to get this guy in. But if you've got Tillman, maybe you don't want to make that switch. But from a differential, if you are looking to to move ranks either in the big league or your own mini leagues, then this is definitely one I think you can rely on. His numbers are limited, but at five point six points per game in that short seven games, you know there is decent returns there. And he did score his first game week. Uh, he did score his first goal last game week. So, uh, again, his confidence will be high. Um, a lot of wild cards got played um, over the last few game weeks. I think a lot of teams will look the same. So, if you are wanting to change it up, then I think Cantwell could offer you value. So, just to repeat, the differential this week is Todd Cantwell, 5.9 million Rangers midfielder. So, we'll go to Peter first because he's got him. He recognises a good player. Um, Peter, any comment there? Uh, thanks for that, Don. That was my secret. I had can't <laughs> uh, No, I like I like him. He's a good player. I remember him playing at FPL days in Norwich as well. I think he did a good yes. combination with Pukki. I think he was too good. Uh, he's going back. He's too cheap enablers. He's a midfielder, he's a striker, and he returned quite often. He had went off the boil at Norwich, so I think it never come to any risk. But watching Rangers highlights and Rangers couple of games, actually, because I'm mad obsessed like that, he's actually, he's actually looked pretty good. And I think... You can tell me, is Tillman maybe not signing a contract or not maybe wanting to come full-time? So I think that might actually probably put more chances. Can't be a deal signing more secure minutes? I think that's the way I would look at it, but are you maybe... Yeah, I mean, Tillman is a, a loan with an option to buy. I guess it's down to uh, Bayern Munich, who've also now got a new manager. But Tuchel's not really a big fan of playing youth. So I think we could get him. I think it might be about £5 million. Um, you would be able to pick him up. So I guess it's whether he wants to stay uh, or he wants to try and fight but for that's what I mean. It's a rumble to hear teasing up. He thinks he yeah. somewhere that sort of thing. But he certainly enjoyed his... Uh, tell me that is, is he certainly enjoyed his spell while he's been here and, and Cantwell uh, similar. You can see he's enjoying his football having had you know, probably not the best of times at Norwich. Uh, Tom, anything to add to that? Uh, no, just... Um... Probably a decent option going forward, particularly if mm-hmm. Cholak starts to to lose his position or fails to continue um, or continue continues to to not score. Yeah, um, Rangers are conceding just now, so I don't know if the the defensive double up makes uh, sense just now. And you probably want to have one of the strikers, um, perhaps even Sakal is the, the the safest option as it stands just now. Yeah, um, yeah. he's been getting more consistent returns, so. Um, that third Rangers spot, it does make sense. Don, is there any way they playing together? Is this not feasible the way it's set up? Um, it depends. Tillman would probably be the, the player to come out, and I think Sakala is on form. He scored in the international break as well. Um, so you kind of balance it with who's on form, who's playing well. You've got five subs, and then they can all come on and cause mm-hmm. trouble there. Um I think, well, Cantwell will be staying. Manila certainly won't be staying. Um, and then it's just a juggle up who, who's left in that team. But Cantwell's certainly a player that is exciting uh, to watch. So, fingers crossed he can do some damage over the next few game weeks. I, I like him. Again, I'll go back to the whole yellow team news. If you've got Tillman and you're swaying and you see the team news and he's Cantwell starting, then you can 
easily make a side step move if you've no other first to put in your team, I suppose. Yeah. Right, I'm going to quickly give a plug to the meet-up this Saturday. Uh, if you're interested, if you're FPL fan or F Fantasy Football Scotland fan, contact FPL Veteran. That's at FPL Veteran. It is, I've got that tweet up now, so I can actually read it without remember. It is in Edinburgh. It is on Saturday. It's the 1st of April. It's an early start, but you don't have to be there early. You can go to any game you want. The early kickoff, 3pm and the late kickoffs. Uh, there is beer pong, top managers attending. There's 25 ready to go, and the bonus is it's three. Me and Tom will be there, so if you want to meet me and Tom and buy us a drink or something, you can do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're interested, meet up. Listen, I don't know if it's going to Oh, I know it's Tom. Me and Tom know each other, we don't know MDL, so don't feel afraid if you don't know MDL. Everybody likes football, everybody likes football, that's the reason we're going. So interested, contact FPL Veteran. I'll give a plug for that. Right, so there is no questions this week because international break people are interested. So we'll go to the fixtures for this coming week. So we have five on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. So you've got lots of early team news. St. Middle Livingston, St. Johnson Aberdeen, Rangers Dunn United, Marnock Hearts, Hib Motherwell, and Ross County Celtics early kickoff Sunday. So upon hearing that, Tom, what is your captain, vice captain, and transfer plans? Um, it'll all kind of hinge on the, um, the Rangers team news <laughs> um, and also what uh, Ange Postacoglu says in the pressers as well because I do have Hitati, um, so I need to kind of work out what I'm going to do with him If, however if Cholak doesn't start but it seems unlikely but if he doesn't start then I might switch to, to the Duke um, midfield wise I'm not too sure what I'm going to do because I think Maeda is also out for Selic as well so Hitati, Maeda and Moy so that, that is a bit concerning. Um, I'll probably stick with Captain Tav and um, Vice Captain. I might go to Carla. Do you want to see Chris yourself? I won't be doing that. Um, so transfers, <laughs> I at the moment, I will take in an Aberdeen defender um, for Kelly. I think Aberdeen have got good fixtures. Um Unusual to hear me back in Aberdeen, but there you go. Swear by that. Uh, if Cholak doesn't start, uh, I probably will take in Sakala. I've got a bounced with Morales to Cholak, but I probably would stick on Sakala if that was the case. So that would be uh, any changes there. Uh, Captain Tav, Vice Captain Kyovo, I don't see any reason to deviate from there. It's a bit template, but sometimes that works. So that would be me. Right, my only say on that would be if City's missing the midfielders, he might not get the service for Kyogo that you expect. So if Kolak's playing an early kickoff, I'm going to probably just go for the team news and face Captain Kolak, Captain Tav. If he's not playing, then then it probably be Kyogo. But I'm just thinking if, if they're missing Moy and Hatati, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a, a bit of a struggle to make shift. Make sure it's good. I'm quite sure they'll go over the line. I don't think it'll be as free flowing football as you want. And maybe I'm heading my bets here. I think Coax more more chance and more returns at home than United than Kyogo would be a Furuhashi. That's why I wouldn't like it. Uh, transfer wise again, same as Tom saying it'll be a case of listening to pressers, CMB's fit for Celtic. And I have got three players now in my team. So I've got Fitzwater, Livingston suspended, Ewan suspended and the Vence trick and Hatati could be the fourth, so I need to get summed out. Do you know what I mean? So it was an Aberdeen defender like yourself, Tommy, I'd planned. I 
also could be looking to move Ewan to Duke and just get that one done because he's then that way I've only got two off the bench. So again, I'll wait for pressers, but that's both my mind. Spittle was my mind at one point, but then he's kind of went off the boil. If Model finished bottom six, I think I'll have an end of the season, but that's weeks to nine. <clears throat> right, so a wee tiny drop of FPL chat coming up because there is a big double game week. So a lot of the talk was uh, people were well card their team weeks ago to bench boost this team, but there's been kind of some injury news and some things have changed. So what is the plans this week? Are you still thinking the same, Tom? Are you bench boosting this week? Yeah, bench boosting this week. I've just so, put my team up there. I didn't realise um, Pope was flagged. Mm-hmm. Rashford's obviously flagged as well. And Highland. And, um, I do have Highland, uh, but I do have uh, Johnston um, at... Uh, Nottingham Forest as one of my strikers, so that was he, a concern. He, he came back and played the last game. I think that was just yeah. So do you still I'll, have what's your what's your double many double game week players you got with a bench boost? Uh fourteen. Who's one? It's not. Yeah, I've got Solomon at um, Fulham, who's at Bournemouth away. Right. So, so you're still you're still bench boost then? Yep. Yep, still going to bench boost. I, I can take a hit, so. Uh, prob- I will probably bench boost. I've only got two players who are not Dublin, and that's Saka and Odegaard. Um, I've got Boatman yellow, Havertz yellow, and Rashford yellow, so I'll have to keep an eye on those ones. But, yeah, I, I was one of those ones who wild-carded, held, and then um, bench boost here. So I've still got three hits um, towards the end of the season, which I can use. Um, but, no, I think I will bench boost... Um, possibly taking a minus if, if these players are confirmed out injured, but I'll have to wait and see. Well, I am not bench boosting. I have ten dollars <laughs> and Haaland is a single. Uh, but with the injury risk news of Haaland, Rashford potentially, and I think Ward may have lost his place to Everson to Leicester. So that's too much a risk for me. I'm not going to bother because all, all I had was Odegaard and White anyway. And I'm going to have one free transfer. Lose to somebody and I'll keep my wild cards. My plan is to build towards game week 32, blank, wild card 33, bench boost 34. That's what I'm going to be doing. And that should, a plan. That should, should secure me the one of this podcast, us three, and the Morelli gets the way I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> that could all backfire on somebody when you're all scoring 100 plus scores and I've not. But yeah. that was a plan at the start. Okay, that'll be good because Tom, you're also out on Saturday. We'll see a lot of these games as well. That's it. I, you'll, get to see my, you'll get to see my tears in real time. So, <laughs> Right, that is us then. So, international break, I believe that's the last one until end of the season, is that right? So it should be a weekly podcast coming. Don't know you're on holiday soon, but so I'll need you to walk that off. Next week. Yep, and then Next I'm on holiday, week, so. but I can, I can still pod on holiday because I've got that my access. So, that is us. I'd like to get plugs in, Donnie. I am at FFS underscore Donnie. Tom? And I'm at FFS underscore Scout. Maybe you used to plug your blog, Tom, remember? Season one? (laughs) (laughs) No no, no time for that anyway. Yeah, no chance. You'll get a wee barber on the go. Right, okay, guys. (laughs) You can thanks for listening. You can follow us. I'm at Fanny Saf, sorry. And again, thanks for listening. See you down the road. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 